It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. So glad to have you all here with me today. What a great day, Doc Bill. It's a beautiful day. I mean, we're back and we're heading into the summer in full speed. Well, it's good to have you back. You know, you've not been here in the studio a couple of these last shows. I've had to call you or find you down on the coast out at the, at the farm. So what's going on? Sugar cane, red peas? I mean, you guys are doing all kinds of things down there. It's a little bit of both. It's both sugar cane and red peas. And this is the time of year we finally got our red peas planted and they're coming up really good. And we got the sugar cane planted of several weeks ago. And uh, we're moving forward with these two great projects on Sapelo Island and the mainland. Well, I think it's a great project, and it's certainly a really good way to bring back some of that agriculture that Sapelo is known for. Yeah, it was the leading agricultural center in the southeast, actually one of the leading agricultural centers in the country. And we're going to bring back some of those good old heirloom crops, the great uh, Sapelo Island red peas, the great Sapelo Island sour oranges, which is used for marinades and making great teas and juices and using drinks, and, of course, that great Sapelo Island purple ribbon cane, which was the first um, sugar cane grown on the mainland of the United States. That is phenomenal. You know, I've spent a little bit of time down in the in the Caribbean. There's a lot of sugarcane that was grown down there. So it's really fascinating to know that Sapelo, the island that we love so much, had some hand in bringing sugarcane to, to the mainland, to the U.S. It did have the principal hand, you know, and it would be nice someday to sit down and have some rum made with Sapelo Island uh, purple ribbon cane, which <laughs> used to be rum made many, many years ago. Well, you get a thumbs up for me on that. I love a great rum punch. Now, you guys have also gotten a lot of really great press lately, too. Gardens and Gun magazine has uh, published an article. The Palette also published an article about what you guys are doing on Sapelo. So congratulations for that. And for the listeners, check out those magazines. Really great articles that uh, highlight really those things that you guys are doing. So that's great. Oh, thanks very much. Again, it's the effort and, you know, the people who work on the island and, again, the people in the community. And, again, I'd like to thank Jerome um, Dixon, one of the owners of Georgia Coastal Gourmet uh, Farms, who was instrumental in bringing all these projects about. Absolutely. You guys are doing great things. And speaking of great things, this is the Memorial Day weekend, and it certainly is a time when we need to recognize and honor those who have made the, the ultimate sacrifice for us to have the freedoms to do all these things that we like doing here in the U.S., I think so. I think a lot of times we, we um, forget that what was made and the sacrifices people put in to make this country possible. And people are still making today. And I think we have oh, to realize absolutely. that there, as we sit here now, there are some soldiers right now in some parts of the world that are doing a heck of a job to keep this country, keep this country and the world as, as well safe. Well, you're absolutely, absolutely right about that. So we definitely need to to honor that and to recognize that over the weekend. So lots of things we can do this weekend to celebrate. But one of the things that I want to do is I want to talk about a man that I call the Marathon Man because literally he has run 64 marathons in less than two years. Can you believe that? That's incredible. I mean, I'm definitely listening, waiting to hear his stories. And I even heard that there's a such thing as a marathon in Antarctica or, or in, in that area. So I want to hear something about that. <laughs> well, I want to hear about that too. I just want to hear all of his stories because I'm just so fascinated with this because I think maybe instead of just calling him marathon man, we probably need to call, also call him Superman because there's no way that I can even imagine that you can run that many marathons in such a short amount of time. And he's still running them. And his name is Roosevelt Giles. So to 
today the show is going to be very exciting because he's joining us to talk about these marathons. But, you know, Roosevelt is not only just a marathon man. I mean, he is a very successful entrepreneur. He founded the Endpoint Consulting Group, which is located in five cities and three continents. So he probably started running around the world just to keep up with all of his business that he's doing, too. But I definitely want to hear about these marathons. So, Roosevelt, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we are so excited to hear your story. Now, first of all, let's just start at the beginning. What inspired you to start running marathons? Well, I've always um, ran about 10 or 15 miles a week just to stay in shape, uh, to get some exercise, because um, when you're running companies internationally and domestically and things and other civic duties that I have and things, it takes a lot of energy to do that. So. So therefore, you need to be able to uh, let off the steam, as you, uh, as you as you might say. And so, you know, running ten or fifteen miles a week allowed me to do that. The mm-hmm. what what happened in 2013 was that my brother was diagnosed with lung cancer, oh, wow. and and um, and so we went through that process of things with him. And so, toward the end of his life, there three days before. Uh, he transitioned, he looked at me and said, I have, uh, uh, want you to do something for me. And I said, okay, sure. What? He said, you have to promise me that you're going to do it. I said, well, what it is? He said, you have to promise me you're going to do it. So I said, yes, I'll do it. (laughs) And he said, I want you to run a marathon full I have in all 50 states and all seven continents around the world. I said, what? (laughs) Yeah, I would think that would be the response. Wow. He said, yeah, I want you to do that, and I'll be right there with you. That's what I'll do. Now, was and it... so I said, yes. So he, he transitioned Thanksgiving, the 2000, November 2013, their Thanksgiving, and uh, I ran my first race three weeks later up in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, was uh, marathons, was that something that he did? Was he a marathon runner? No, no, he, you know, kept himself in shape and things. You know, we, we were born on the farm, sharecroppers and things. And so, um, you know, he's always busy doing something. Um, you know, he worked as a supervisor at Cola Company uh, up in Spartanburg, you know, and he retired from there and things. And so he always kept himself busy and active, you know, in the work in the garden and hunting and all of these other things. So, but uh, my uh, sister stated that the reason he asked me to do that was because he's my only brother. It's ten of us, eight girls and two boys. Mm-hmm. So we're very close. And uh, he said that he knew that his leaving was going to be very difficult for me. And so by putting me on this journey, that would help with my grieving. Mm-hmm. Is what that would do. And boy, was he correct. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into doing this. This, I wouldn't have been. I would not be doing this had he not asked me to do it. And <laughs> well, so I started. I started December fifteenth and thirteen, and I finished the fifty states last year in Hawaii, December the twenty ninth. So I finished all fifty states in one year. That's amazing. So, what are some of the cities that you have run? I mean, I, we all know, of course, of the Boston Marathon, but what are some other ones? And we're coming down to the to the end of this segment. So, quickly, give us a, maybe a quick rundown of some of the cities where you have run some marathons. Oh, Miami, uh, uh, Minnesota, your uh, Chicago, uh, uh, Montana, uh, Jackson, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. 
uh, Boise, Idaho, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, uh, Denver, Colorado, Dallas, Texas, San Francisco, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, uh, Dublin, Ohio, uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, New York, Portland, Maine, uh, Rhode Island, uh, Maryland, and D.C., uh, so, 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 so. Well, I mean, like you said, you've hit every one of the 50 states. So that that is amazing. And and it sounds like they were the major marathons. Now, Roosevelt, we're going to have to take a break here. But when we come back, I have a ton more questions for you. And I know the listeners are, are, are listening really closely, too, because this is just really fascinating. And what a journey to do in honor of your of your brother. Uh, So when we come back, I have more questions for you. You're listening to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends, and I'm talking with Roosevelt Giles, who has run a marathon in in 50 of hours in every state. And he's talking about that. So when we come back, we have more questions for him. So everyone hang tight. We'll be back in a few minutes. This is Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9. Back in a few minutes. (laughs) 